on Sky Sports Radio. You're listening to Racing HQ. Racing HQ. And now, a complete analysis of the form for today's major New South Wales race meetings. We are racing today on the Kenzo, and let's get a track report from Mike Wood to start proceedings. G'day, Mike. G'day, Dave. It's, it's Matt Cork. He's assistant, actually. Oh, mate, no dramas whatsoever. Apologies, mate. Mate, uh, well, well, we'll we'll get a real report today from you, mate. Uh, <laughs> t- tell us about what's happening at the Kenzo. Sorry, mate. No, all good, mate. Uh, so a kick-off on a soft five this morning, mate, with a panel of 5.02 and a, a going stick of 9.1. Um, had four and a half mil for yesterday, which just tipped us into that that soft five range and had a couple gallops over it this morning. So they were, uh, of the opinion, still just in that soft range. So we'll, we'll start on a soft five, mate. All right. What's the weather report saying, mate, uh, later on today? Mate, chance of a shower, unfortunately. So I've sort of got one eye on the sky. Um, but it's, it's overcast at the moment with a, with a slight breeze from the south. So hopefully none of that rain hits us and, and we can uh, continue to improve. Now, I've got to ask, mate, what's your nickname? Well, Matt Cork. What do you, what do you reckon? Is it, is it, is it something that... What is, is it Corky or is it something to do with wine? Corky. Corky, Corky. Cork. Mate, I've got plenty of nicknames. Some of them are not favourable, but, um, yeah, Corky's the, the general one. What do you call the boss? What's his nickname? Uh, mate, he likes to be called Mike. He doesn't like being called Woodsy or Wood or anything like that. But sometimes if he gives me a bit of a stick, I just call him Wood or something like that. So, okay. Yeah, it's uh, like you say, oh, thanks, Woody. Yeah, right, Woody. Yeah, thanks, Woody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we've got a good relationship, mate. He's actually That's in Hong gold. Kong at the moment, so he's living it up. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, mate, I, I'll be honest with you. I um, He usually always comes on, and, mate, I've, I've thrown to you. So, mate, you've done it outstanding. Let's hope this track uh, is in fine form for you this afternoon, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, mate. There's Matt Cork, the assistant track manager there at Ramwick. Let's get to Brad Gray now. Brad, what do you think of this uh, Kenzo meeting, mate? Yeah, good morning, Dave. All the listeners out there and, and hurls in a moment. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting meeting. So we've lost a few with scratchings, and it wasn't the biggest meeting to start with. So I guess that's a, a little bit disappointing in its own right. But there's a lot of lightly raced horses today. So we've got a stack of debutants going around in the first. All eyes, of course, on Railway Man, $2.5 million, if you don't mind. So keen to see him in the yard and keen to see what the market does with him, mate. Hurls, speaking of markets, let's get straight into it, mate. The first on the Kenzo today, what's happening? Uh, three by two, the deduction for Waterville comes out for Leeds with a field of seven for the opener. A Dale of 550 chance, 750 even flow. Get a fix at 390, 126 Iceman. Uh, 250 in from 260, the only change in this market for Railway Man. Zealously at 550, $11 to $10. It's uh, Dave, did you get the owner of Dale on for a chat this week? or Not the owner, no, but did speak to the trainer. Uh, I can't believe they went up sixteen dollars. Yeah, you got to get Matt Damon on. How can you get him on? No, no. I can't believe they went up sixteen dollars. Well, it's the most popular run, <laughs> clearly, uh, in terms of dollars held. But I, when I say clearly, well, it's far more popular than Get a Fix, and yeah, holds the most amount of money invested on the race today. That's Dale, but uh, yeah, Railway Man two fifty. Any bets in the book there for an M Damon on Dale so far, Hurls? I uh, can't reveal that sort of info <laughs> as you'd appreciate. Fair enough. Uh, you never know. You can try. You can try. Well, <laughs> got to get a fix on top here, guys. I've gone three, seven, six, and five. Uh, I like what he's done in his trials, and I know we're dealing 
with all first starters, so nailing down a map is a little bit tricky, but I think drawn barrier one, Nashawilla on, I can't find a lot of natural speed in this, so I think that's a huge advantage, and as I say, I like the way that he's trialled on three occasions uh, with John O'Shea, this Colt. Sinso, uh, she might be the one that the market has overlooked. She's been, well, nothing but, but drifted since she went up, and I don't mind the way that she's tried either, so she looked pretty sharp. She's a half to stalemate. Roussillon uh, with Godolphin. The second trial was particularly eye-catching where she showed an abundance of early speed, put herself right there, and, and did it pretty comfortably at the finish. She found one better, uh, but the one who beat her went down and contested uh, Blue Diamond Preview, uh, and she was under a hold through the line. So I think she's got something at double-figure odds. Seven, zealously. He promises to be strong late. Did a few things wrong uh, in his trials in terms of getting back in the run, but he really powered to the line. And five, Railway Man. So big pedigree, of course. Uh, $2.5 million, we spoke of that. I just think that's been factored into his price a little bit too much, but no knock on the way that he has trialed. Three, seven, six, and five. How much do you think he has been factored in, mate? Because let's say... A lot. Yeah, yeah. Let's say if it was... Uh... Not uh, one of our leading jockeys and one, not one of our leading stables. Do you think those ones can slip through the craps? Like if it, in terms of it was two and a half million and it was trained by a smaller trainer and a jockey that wasn't, you know, uh, winning races every week, what, what would you have it marked? Yeah, well, if you're just judging it purely on its barrier trials and nothing else, I, I, I can't see how it's, it's a $2.50 chance. I think it's more of a $3.50 chance, so... That market, obviously, when the big punters get involved, they don't care on pedigree. They don't care uh, for a few other factors. So I think that'll be its right price come starting price. Uh, but what that'll be, I don't know. But I'm tipping it's closer to three than a two. And can I ask you, if you were just forming a market yourself, taking away all those, you know, the, the JMAC tax and all that stuff that they, they go on about, what, what do you have favourite based on just uh, trials? Pure, get a fix. Yeah. So, which is currently... And has there been any money at all held? Get a fix, rules? Anything? Uh, well, it's $3.90. Uh, let's go again. Let me have a look. It's $3.90. It hasn't been much change today, but in terms of dollars held, no, nah, it's... Actually, no, to be honest yeah, okay. with you. But they're early doors. There's not a, a stack of market... A uh, stack of money in the market because, uh, obviously, that's scratching, so they reopen the market. I've got another question for you, Brad. Mm. With speed maps, with two-year-olds, and... They're not always bomb-proof, but are they more likely to, if they're incorrect, is it more likely to have happen with the uh, unraced commodities? Absolutely, yeah. because you're trying yeah. to nail down a speed map just based on, on trial. barrier trials, aren't yeah. you? And they would have taken so much benefit from some of those. A few of them were a little bit tardy away. Some of them jumped on terms, but there's no guarantee that that's going to replicate no. come race yeah. day. So you can take it with a pinch of salt. But curiously here, there doesn't look to be really a jump and run type. Typically with the two-year-olds uh, over, the, over the sprint trips, you do find one or two that do look naturals that will bounce out and just run along. But there isn't really a speed horse here, at least from what we've seen from the trials. All sure. right. Okay, very interesting. I like it. It's good chat, boys, because as I said, um, you know, we all think, oh, gee, how good 250 railway, man. But, yep, 394, get a fix. Let's go to race two here, Hills. What's the market doing here? No questions asked comes out three by three and Unakami six by eight. Leaves us with Farquhar up the top. 750, no change. 18 to 23, Ocean Kingdom. Uh, Mr. Kip Choge, we've got a new one on the on the books here. Uh, Brad, I'll give you a chance in a moment with it. Seven dollars to six dollars to Lance two fifty to two seventy three dollars to two eighty Miss Shannery and Impunity opened up at seven dollars and retains that quote. Looking at the hold on the race today, uh, Miss Cherini is clearly 
better backed than the favourite, Kalanch, 270 and 280 respectively. Hey, Mr. Kip Joge, named after the Kenyan marathon runner. Uh, Beautiful. Who, who many believe is the greatest of all time. I did a bit of research on that, but, but there you you're, go. So. You're a wealth of knowledge this morning, Mark. Mate, Google makes it pretty easy to cheat, doesn't it? <laughs> Not like once upon a time where you generally had to learn things. But um, I've gone with eight impunity here. I think $7 is a really good gamble. I've made in the best value bet uh, across the meeting. So eight, five, six, and four. So uh, he just brings a different form line to the Phillies. Uh, Kalonch and Miss Shenery, there was very little between them. Interesting enough, they both ran on the same day. So impunity was the Colts and Geldings, and they ran two lengths faster time than the Phillies. Now... To counter that is the fact that they were completely different run races. Uh, the Phillies, in their defence, it was a slightly run race and they sprinted home where it was a more genuine clip uh, in the Colts and Gelding. So they were entitled to, to run faster time. But in the context of one being $7 and the other two Phillies being $2.70, $2.80, I think he's a, re- a really easy bet to have. Again, not a lot of speed on paper, so I think barrier one is an advantage. Hopefully he can punch up and hold some kind of position. You look at his form throughout his career, impunity. Doesn't read like much on paper, but he hasn't had a lot of luck throughout his career. So he returned to gelding there first up, didn't have a lot of luck again, and he probably should have been in the finish. So $7, uh, a good gamble. Five, Colonch, she looks ready for this trip, the 15.50. Just had to be coaxed through a bit of a flat spot in two runs over the 1,400 metres so far. A little gear change there with blinkers off first time. She's a half-sister to a... A thousand guineas play scatter. So you'd think out to the 1550 uh, looks perfect. Now, a little query on the depth of that form line with flying Chevrolet uh, failing yesterday as an odds on favourite. Miss Shenery, she's another horse that profiles like she'll relish this journey. Her pedigree uh, is a staying one. So I think she'll be better again as she gets out towards 2000 metres. But I like what she did on debut. And Mr. Kipchoge, he is the big wild card. I didn't really know what to do with him. He's had two runs in New Zealand, did a bit wrong, particularly in the latest of those where he wanted to lay in. Hard to get a guide on his two trials for Chris Waller, where he was given a pretty easy time, but I certainly would respect any market confidence. Eight, five, six, and four. Interesting. Just on this race, um, Brad, uh, with impunity, are you not a little bit worried about tempo? I know you mentioned about you know tempo, but do, do you think... They'll just ride it like the best horse, or he'll, he'll sort of slot him behind. And, and I guess that Waller horse with Nash on, I think, is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't really know how to approach this race as far as speed goes, because no questions asked went around yesterday, and he looked the only natural front-running type. So from what we've seen to date, all these horses have been allowed to find their feet. So it's up for grabs, the front here. Impunity typically isn't the best in to stride, but given the makeup of this field, I think barrier one is significant. I don't think he'll find himself in front, but... I wouldn't be confident in terms of saying what will land in front here. So I think it'll be a battle of tactics. Yeah, but does that sort of cause a little bit of concern, though, if it is a muddling tempo with him? Because he, you know, I said to John before about, is he a derby horse? And John said, well, yeah, love to get him there down the track. Or is that mm. sort of like, no, you, you just take him on face value for this particular race and just hope he's obviously has the, you know, the best run and the best horse? Well, I just think in the context of him being $7, I still think he's a worthwhile gamble. And barrier one could be gold because you've got those horses that are drawn a little bit wider. They won't have that speed to take up a position, whereas he might default into a position because he's drawn the inside. So at least the way that's what I'm hoping anyway. What about in race number three, Hurls? What's happening with the market here? Yeah, well, we've got uh, two scratchings here. Venelope comes out 7 by 8 and Zembrero 2 by 2 Gloomfarn up the top, it's out from 7.50 to 8.50. Hellfire Express, 2.80 to 2.70. Sonora out from 4.60 to 5.50. 4 to 4.80, Centerstone. Chartwell, 6 into 4.80. And it's the only other inward move away from the favourite. And Mount Marianne, 8 to 9, back to $8. Hellfire Express, clearly best back runner here, dollar-wise. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised either, Hurl. So there's a lot of unknowns in this race. You look at the main dangers. Glunthorne comes off a duck egg run. Sonora, is she in her best form? No, not at the moment. And then Centerstone, uh, she was horrific there last time out. I don't know what happened to her, but she's certainly better than that. However, Hellfire Express, uh, he's just keeps turning up doesn't he he's a horse that's racing his way through the grades he's been up for a long time i do concede that uh, he was great there at canterbury last start despite ruining that picket fence that he had prior to that and he maps to get the run of the race so i can see why the market has defaulted to him and he just looks the horse that's going to be a bomb proof option three sonora if she was to run up to her best she'd win this uh, has been a while since she's been in this grade i thought there was a little spark of form there last start. Uh, so first and second up, she was disappointed. Went back to the trials. Uh, she went like a rocket. And then that fifth last start in Saturday Company was quite good given uh, there was a lot of speed on paper. She sat outside the lead, had to absorb that, and it was a race set up for the closers. So untried at the trip, 15.50, but I think it's the right time to find out in her career, and she does find Nashville well up. Four, Centerstone, have to take her on trust. Her two runs in Queensland prior to last start were very good. And do respect how firm she was in the market there last start. There was nothing in the stewards report, so I'm not sure what happened. And Glunthorne, he'll go forward, he'll make his own luck. Been a while since he's won now, but he does look well placed back in this grade to bounce back from last start. Two, three, four and one. Right, uh, let's go to the next uh, hurls. Uh, we're looking at the Randwick Kensington meeting with Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley. Well, this is race number four, and again, a small field. Midnight Harry, zero deductions. At St Andrews, three by two, zero Ordination, the impeccable one cent the win, zero the place, and they'll forever three by two. Business with Ravenclaw up the top, 750. 550 sideshow. Zadaki, very well back, through 340 into $2.50. That was 280 just before we came on there. Uh, 34 to 51 Cathedral Code. We've got Ironton, 480 to 5. 8 to 850 Peruna. Profound benefit down the bottom. It's 440 to $5. Starting to jump out of trees to about this uh, Brad Zadarki. And what's interesting is he finished second behind Hinau, which was going round, which will go round at this stage as favoured in the last. Yeah, so if you like Hinau, you'd like to see a form reference, wouldn't you, from Zadarki here. Now, I think originally the price that went up uh, was factored into it was where he was drawn and where he was going to get to in the run. But all of a sudden, after scratchings, Barrier 11 becomes barrier 6, and there's a spot for him outside the lead. So there goes that query, uh, hence why the punters have backed him with a, a lot of confidence. $2.50, I think that's certainly short enough now for a horse that's conviction to date is just the inability to, to put a race away. That said, he, he is knocking on the door. It was a beaten odds-on favourite there last time out, but I do think he bumped into a handy enough horse in her now. So he'll get his chance once more. Peruna, I think she's the most interesting runner in the field here. So she's a full sister to Lost and Running. On debut, I like the improvement that she showed in each of her trials, noticeably improving in each one of those. So I wouldn't expect her to be too far away. She can bounce out and put herself right there with Jason Collett in the saddle. Ironton, wonder what the market does with him. Like He was the first horse back there on Monday. $11 was bet. Uh, that was snapped up straight away. His trials have been a little bit sneaky. He's been out the back and, and really charged through the line and won Ravenclaw. Another horse that his conviction, I guess, to date is that he hasn't broken through yet, but he's only had a handful of race starts as well, and he comes off two seconds. So uh, he'll spear forward, probably looks the leader here with Nasherilla in the saddle. And if he gets a breather at any point, he's going to be hard to chase down. Three, ten, five, and 1. Yeah, it was the quickest backed horse on, um, mm. uh, when was it, the 29th? So what's that, Monday, 2.30, 11, 8, 6, 5, 4.60, and then is hovering in that $5 to speak of Ironton. So race four, number five. Hurls, what's happening in the fifth, mate? 
Yeah, we've got uh, morning sun coming out 21 by 21, so significant deduction there. Jack Duggan is, oh, Jack Duggan, 4 by 5, and Eckler, uh, 1 cent the win. Roma Avenue is at 3.70 chance. It's in from two uh, from 3.90, rather. 2.90 to 250, Oakfield Wallaby. Edmund, 480 to 5, 5.50 to 6, back to 5.50 for Timpanus, and Naval Seal, 5.50 to 6.50. Only a small field of 5, but fitting a Bradman, anything could win this, surely. Yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, so I've gone 5, 3, 4 and 2. I'm just leaning on the fact that Timfinist absolutely loves the Kenzo. Uh, four of his, his five wins have been on the track. Uh, he was rolled on the Kenzo last time out by Oakfield Wallaby, but I do think he gets the right setup to turn the tables. He was the horse at the... To kind of take off early, Oakfield Wallaby got his back and just pinged him that last little bit. So Chad gets on well with this horse, small field, uh, get his chance just to camp in behind the speed, and it still should be truly enough run with the likes of Roma Avenue rolling along out in front and Edmund keeping him company. So Timfinus, I think $5.50 uh, is fair enough. Three Oakfield Wallaby, hard to knock, uh, given that she finds herself chasing five on the bounce. She's charging through the grades, uh, full of confidence. It was, wasn't that long ago she was winning at Tung Curry, and here she is. Uh, chasing back-to-back city wins, so no knock on her. Goes up, what, three kilos, which I, I guess is a an extra little task for her, but she's taking it all in a stride at the moment. For Edmund, he'll bounce out, put himself in the right spot, probably jumps on the back of Roma Avenue and gets his chance from there. He's racing in really consistent form this time back and to Roma Avenue. His biggest advantage in a race like this is his tactical speed, uh, and he will take some chasing down. Five, three, four, and two. All right, uh, let's go to race number six, Hurls. Yeah, and we've got a full field here. Brimstone's uh, very easy. It went up 4.40. It continues to drift. 7.50 this morning. It's out to $9. 3.50 to 3.70. Now into 3.90 off a high of $4 this morning. Wind chat. Demitas, 3.70 to 3.80. Went up $6 for it. So it's been a, a good firm. $11 for Salute again. 15 into 13 after opening up at 11 for victory. 26 to 17 for time for victory. Three fifty to three dollars, smart legend. Hemsworth one hundred one to fifty one, and fifteen out to twenty six. Twice as special. Fair income. We are holding some significant money here on WinChat. Now I don't necessarily think it's been amplified by uh, a sole big bet because I'm just looking at the system and none of those alerts have come through. The boys at Tab mustn't like it either because uh, three fifty to three seventy back to three ninety. It holds about ninety percent of the cash on the race. Yeah, well, I like him, so hopefully uh, the weight of the punters is right. Winchat, I've got him on top, 2 one, seven, and 3 I've made him the best bet uh, across the meeting. Now, I think the significant thing for him is that he looks the leader here, and he's led three times in his career, and he's won them all. He just gets into a better rhythm from that spot. He's not really a sit sprint. Uh, he tends to over race if he's not allowed to just roll along out in front. So I like the way that he's trialled. Jay Ford sticks. He knows the horse well, which again is significant, giving his horse with a few quirks. So now that he's starting to iron out those kinks, I do think he is a galloper we can follow with a bit of confidence as he goes through the grades. One brimstone, a little bit surprised that he's been completely friendless in betting. So interesting runner. Now with Nathan Doyle, he bled at his only start in Queensland. That was before being transferred to his third different trainer. A couple of nice trials. He maps well. I'd like to see that market just recorrect itself late. Uh, but if it does, I'd be wary of him bouncing back to his best form, which is good enough to give a race like this a shake. Maybe I've misread the play here and thinking that Smart Legend might need the run. I thought 30 weeks between uh, performances... Had a trial back in October, obviously had a little issue, he was tipped out thereafter and reappeared more recently again at the trials. Only had the one trial, albeit he did it quite nicely there at Randwick you know, in a pretty deep race. So he's likely racing, he'll put himself in the first couple. And three, Demitas. So I think he's short enough, but if these leaders 
overdo it. He'll be the horse that gets last look, and it's always a, a good formula following those horses that are back from Saturday grade to the midweights, and he fits that profile. Two, one, seven, and three. All right, uh, and we get to the lucky last here, Hurls. Uh, race seven on the card. It's a heat of the rising star. And uh, so we've got uh, the young apprentices in town here at the Kenzo. And what have we got, a favour for Godolphin? Yeah, and we'll go through the scratching. So there's Capital Queen, zero deductions, one by one for Bolera, Bolera Bell. Disney Castle, seven by eight. Charlie Fox Trot and Seal Team Six come out with zero deduction. Uh, ben Tarkey, 23 to 21, back to 23. Desire, seven, got to nine this morning. It's back to seven, but did open at 460. Uh, 10 to 9.50, back to 10. Field Marshal, 330, got the 390, back to 390, uh, 330 for Hanau, makes it favourite. 340 to 330, back to 340. Infancy, $5 in solid battlefield, $10 for pins and needles, went up 26 for it. Uh, 15 to 16 for Hay Siri. Uh, the serious money is on Hanau now. Uh, they weren't joint favourites infancy at 3.40 apiece, but uh, dollar-wise, Hanau clearly gets the nod. Well, again, he's another horse that all of a sudden the barrier doesn't look quite as tricky here uh, after a few scratchings for Hanau. That said, I'm with uh, one at double-figure odds here, Field Marshal, 4, 5, 6 and 10. Now, I do concede he is first up after 46 weeks on the sidelines. He returns a gelding. Uh, he's back from a couple of bone chips, which were removed from, from both knees. So, yeah, maybe he improves with the run, but I just like the way that he's trolled. Uh, he's trolled on three occasions. I think he is a dry tracker. Now, you go back to when he first started his career. He won his first two starts so impressively. Lost his way a little bit last time out. Maybe that was a, a few issues that were just ailing him there. So I'd like to see some market support for him, but dry track, drawn well. Uh, he's going to be motoring to the line here for, for Joe Pride. Five, Hanau, hard enough to beat, especially if we see that Zadaki form reference franked. Uh, he was a good winner there last time out in a deep enough uh, Newcastle maiden. You'd think that had seen him transfer his form into benchmark company now. Six, Infancy. She's a hard mare to tackle with any confidence, or a hard filly to tackle with any confidence, because she's just mixing her form at the moment. She was disappointing first up, luckless second up, where she probably should have won. Uh, that saw a lot of punters, including myself, keen on a third up, and she didn't deliver again. So I don't know what we're going to get from her, but her best is absolutely good enough. And 10 pins and needles. I can see why there has been a market correction there. She's returned well. Good maiden winner first up. And last time had a few little excuses. So again, she'll be hitting the line late. 4, 5, 6 and 10. All right. Um, give us your quaddy and your best, mate, please. Yeah, best bet for me. Race 6, number 2, Winchat. Hopefully straight to the front and they won't catch you. And the best value a little bit earlier, race 2, number 8, Impunity. Uh, that's for John Thompson. And the quaddy will go 3, 10, 5 in the first leg. 5, 3, 4 in the second leg. 2, 1, 7. In the third leg, and we'll come home at four, five, six, and ten. Best backed runner hurls, and also to what do you like today, mate? Uh, Winchat, I like as well, and so do the punters. It's been the best backed runner on the card. Now, I'm just trying to explain to listeners sometimes they may look at this and say, well, hang on, it's $3.70 to $4 back to three ninety. There's other runners with bigger firms on the card, and whilst that might be true, that's not necessarily. Uh, off the back of money. It could be just market opinion. But Winchat, clearly best back uh, dollar-wise on the card this afternoon. Jockey's Challenge, we've got James McDonald at 180, Nashville Willer at 460, 550 for Jason Collett. Then we go to Karen McAvoy at 6, $12 or better, uh, highlighted by Zach Lloyd this afternoon. Races 1 to 4 at Ramwick and Sandown. Place a win bet using your tab account for your horse on second or third. You get bonus bet back up to $50. Which you win some, you lose more for free and confidential advice. Call 1-800-858-858. I like it. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. And uh, looking forward to Ramwick today.
Thanks, fellas. All right. Uh,